This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. So, Jamie. Yes. Right, I hit the Roy. record. Right, I hit the record button. Okay, we're recording. So, we were. I think we're. We'll just call this the whole intro. I'm gonna see if how many times I screw this up. But so uh, this week on the Barba Voodoo podcast, uh, me and Jamie are going to talk a little bit about um, um, it's football season. So, and we're not going into uh, who's picked to win or nothing like that, but. You know, we thought we'd talk a little bit about training for sport, uh, you know, training specifically. You know, a lot of you probably have kids, and uh, if they're not playing sports yet, they will be as they get older. So some of the things to look at, you know, to have them prepared for when they are around. I'm not saying some coaches don't know what they're doing. but Some coaches know what they know and then think they know what they don't know. So True. I think that that in itself, and that's a lot that goes on. You've obviously you coached at a school, so yeah. you know there's not really a designate. You are a designated coach for that. Now, not a lot of schools have a designated coach. Usually, a defensive coordinator or an assistant that has other jobs they may teach at the school. So they have a ton of, on their plate already. So I'm not when I say that they're neglecting certain areas of of what will keep an athlete healthy. It's it's not necessarily something their is their fault necessarily but what it is is the them being overwhelmed overworked they have tons of other stuff to do so and the first thing to go i mean a lot of coaches don't know how to stretch right i mean i remember how it was in college you know right over left down well one thing right off the top that i was thinking about was i think a lot of coaches can identify a good squat Mm -hmm. okay that's a good squat you you know, and they know when a squat looks bad, but I don't think they know how to get from bad to good. I would agree. You know I what I mean? They're that. like, okay, this this squat doesn't look good. Go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever way you can, yeah. go deeper. And then you have kids folding themselves in half. Yeah. Um, you know, I think first one of the things that that a standardized way of squatting should be set at the beginning of any program. You know, so some kids. Their, their parents or whoever teaches them low bar back squat whereas yeah. you know they have others that do high bar back squat I think standardizing for athletic ability wise you teach high, high bar mm-hmm. you know because it puts you in the proper position you know you never want to have your chest down when you're on a football field no and I think the low bar is more of a power lifters yeah advanced, would you call it advanced because it's different I would say it's different I don't know how advanced it, I mean your body has to be physically more advanced to hold that position, I feel. I have to have a stronger lower back for sure. Exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, we want strong core and strong positioning, but we don't want to put stress where stress doesn't need to be put on a, a youth or a young athlete. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would teach, I teach high bar. Yeah. You know, right now I was a strength and conditioning coach at a school for two years. And, um, you know, when I had bars on kids back, or when I was working with kettlebells, it was always, you know, chest up, you yeah. know, folding. So it was always high bar position. 
um, which I think translates better to an athletic field than absolutely than no, the it, powerlifting it, it style. It definitely does. Yeah, you know one of the one of the things I did a couple years or years ago when I first got there uh, was took all the way off the bars. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start here because mm-hmm. if if we can't squat, air squat or or just hit a squat with the bar and hit a semi good mm-hmm. squat then you know the more weight you add the more you're going to expose all those faults mm-hmm. I remember walking by the I don't know if I ever told this story on here before but there was a wrestling coach who was no longer at that school he was an assistant so I don't give a shit if he listens or not but <laughs> uh, he was in there he had 365 on the bar I'll never forget it and his little group of kids was around and they were just cheering him on come on coach you can do it and I don't even know if he did it, I don't. I don't even remember seeing him move. Yeah. He stood up, walked out, and then re-racked it, and everybody was cheering. He did like a knee bend. Squat. Yeah. I mean, not even. I don't even know if you'd call that a knee. It wasn't even a quarter squat. Yeah. It was that bad. No, I'm not the deepest squatter in, in the world by any means. But even me looking at that, I was like, Jesus Christ, that that was pretty pretty bad. So if they're cheering for that, what what is their? What do they think right is? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. You know, and, and at that age, you know, the only time I say that form can go a little bit bad or not be perfect is when you're hitting a PR, you know, because you're going to yeah, fight through that. Yes. And there's never, you're never going to see uh, a all out 101% max effort lift be perfect. Yeah, exactly. If it is, that's not that max effort, it's, well, in my opinion. And I mean, it, I think the thing is, kids shouldn't be doing max effort. Nope. No, so you know they're never going to be in the position where their form has to be made up with stabilizing muscles or things like that. They're not used to doing. What they're going to have to do is keep position. I think one of the things that I can frustrate some kids right off the bat. Yeah, they want to put the bar on their back. They want to do. That. But if you can't squat, if you can't give me an air squat, like when I assess a team when I'm working with a team, so I work a lot with hockey teams right now. When I assess a team, if I can't see a proper air squat, I can't put a bar on your back. No, absolutely If not. your ankles collapse in, I'm, I can't put a bar on your back. Nope. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on either, if we have it, a sled, where you, know, where you sit on your back and you work on driving your knees out, work mm-hmm. on keeping your ankles straight. I might put you on a Smith machine to work on the proper position, but I am not going to give you a barbell. No. You're, there's just no way because that's that even even if I'm my goal with a team is I have them for a short period of time and is to get them as strong as possible putting a barbell in the back isn't going to help that kid well and I, I think one of the things you'll notice is you can get let's take strong as possible okay what you just mm-hmm. said so strong as possible but you've got a kid with a bad motor pattern mm-hmm. or movement pattern mm-hmm and then you've got a kid, um, let's just a great air squat. Mm-hmm. A kid, you know, he's a Kelly Sturrett guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. Good air squat. Yeah. He's a supple leopard. He's a supple leopard. You can put no weight on either one of them's back. Mm-hmm. And the kid with the good squat mm-hmm. will be the stronger kid nine times out of ten. Well, mm-hmm. every time out of ten. You're recruiting everything. Mm-hmm. To, you, you know, you're in good positions. Where the, you know, I've seen it so many times. They just you just want to put more weight on the bar, more mm-hmm. weight on the more weight. I'm 
like, dude, you're going to tear. Yeah. Your knees are going to explode. Yeah. Nah, not not in the weight room. Yeah, in the weight room. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how you that's how you end up blowing them out on the field. Yeah. Is you do some you have some imbalances you have some issues with you know your quad dominant squatter you know you're leaning too far forward or you're putting too much pressure on that patella tendon I mean a lot of uh, tendonitis comes from that a lot of issues oh. like that a lot of groin issues come from that there's no stability Mm-mm. there's all these little little pieces yeah you know that that the only way to strengthen those little pieces is be in those good positions and as soon as you're out there and you're in a compromise mm-hmm. that's that's where that injury happens. oh absolutely you're not you're not capable of recruiting the proper muscles. You you default to the improper muscles, and then something goes wrong in the knee. Something yeah. goes wrong in the hip. Something goes wrong in the groin. You yeah. know, um, I think when I was my first year being a strength and conditioning coach at the at the hockey school, I we didn't have a single soft tissue injury. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were talking about this prior to um, pressing play or record. Record. Um, you know, you had the same thing. You know, last year you didn't have any hamstring right. issues on, on your team. Now all of a sudden they're six. Yeah. You know. And I'm not so, going to say that it, that was I'm that great of a coach. I it mean. It could be a coincidence. But. I mean, the coincidences like that don't really happen that often. Yeah. I think what it comes from is um, knowledge, number one. Knowing how to. You, you don't just stretch. You stretch for the movements that you're doing that day. Right. Um, and also, you know, making sure that, you know, after that stretch, you, you're using proper weight. One of the things that was great about the CrossFit football cert was the ability to assess an athlete without putting anything on them. You know, I can see them move and stuff like that, but things called like dead bugs yeah. show yeah. lack of hamstring flexibility, Absolutely. lack of hamstring strength, lack of hip flexor strength. Um, kids can't even put their legs straight up in the air. No, you know it, it's more like at a forty-five, yeah, degree with knees like, bent. You're Ugh. like, I don't like. You want to squat, but you can't stand right. Yeah. You know, I mean, how how are we gonna how are we gonna bridge that gap? And I think it's a longer process than people really want to hear. It is, but you, you know, know, everybody does want that quick, yeah. you know, quick fix or quick. Yeah, I want to be. Ready for football season in three weeks? Uh, really? That's what I told one of the parents that I was working with, uh, his their son. I'm, they're like, how long do you think it'll take him? You know, you know, how long do you think this will take? You know, is it two times a week? Is it three times a week? I'm like, there are major deficiencies in movement. I'm not just talking about a squat. I'm talking about walking. <laughs> like, like posture is off. Yeah. You know, hips are off. Everything is off. So it's gonna it's essentially. You're retraining the body to move in a proper direction. You know, how long is that going to take? How diligent is your child? You know, yeah. how how will they stretch outside of this? Will I have all of this on myself? You know, it really comes down to, you know, how much extra work they're going to do. And and you can't try like it's like asking a kid to drink water. Like when I do a nutrition plan for a kid, I'm like I'm assuming that you're half the time not going to be doing the stuff that I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm. You have to lay out everything to make sure that you are minimizing the damage or the risk that they're going to do to themselves. Yeah. So, you know, and that's hard when you go get these youth athletes at schools because everything's about numbers. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, you know, finding the um, head coach that sees the benefits mm-hmm. and the differences and, okay, well, let's move correctly first, mm-hmm. you know, 
Because here's, here's the thing. You know, if I can put a strong line, okay, mm-hmm. you know, together, these guys are super strong, but they're always getting injured. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. But if I can put an effective mm-hmm. lineup that can play 15 straight games mm-hmm. and practice, you know, you got all the practices during the week, you got 15 games if you go to the state championship, they may not be the biggest, mm-hmm. they'll be very strong. Mm-hmm. But functionally all, strong, functionally strong, mm-hmm. and they're not going to get injured. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the key. Well, I mean, you look at all the lines that Denver put out back in the day with you know when they had their great running game. Yeah, and I, I think that they weren't the biggest guys in the world, but those guys moved with efficiency. Those guys moved well, and they moved fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to have these big three, three hundred and twenty no. pound linemen to make sure that you are getting an efficient line. You just have to have guys that are smart enough to know what their bodies are capable of and maximizing that ability. You know, and a couple things we was, we were talking about doing this podcast that um, the form mm-hmm. um, the form app for your phone and mm-hmm. the collar. You mm-hmm. got one too? I have one okay. of those, yep. So, you know, before we would always we would when I would be at the school we would time. Mm-hmm. So you know, do the whole uh, force times uh, acceleration mm-hmm. to to get your power output first time distance yeah thank yeah, you no problem I'm not very good with it's okay. memory I have to look shit up it's alright so but now you ha- there's a freaking you know yeah. you can put this app on your phone you put the collar on mm-hmm. it programs all that for it shows you all that you just gotta put in you know what your weight is and it's so easy yeah just to get a you know the well, kid can actually see real quick okay I'm not accelerating through the movement mm-hmm. I'm moving the same speed Throughout, I'm not accelerating through yeah. the lift. Same thing if you're coming off the line. Mm-hmm. you got to accelerate. We've never, at the school, had big kids. Yeah. You know, the the year I started was the last two seriously big kids they had. Like, one was 6'5", like 275, and we had one that was like 6' foot even, 330. That's a big boy. Yeah, he was a big kid. He looks like a thumb. He was, <laughs> he was a monster. <laughs> um, no. Here and and going into that, neither one of those kids um, were very strong. Yeah. Right. So they're getting ready to go to college. They end up. We all we trained together. They were my training partners for that whole summer. Mm-hmm. I just moved up here. I had nobody to train with. Brandy's like, here, these kids need to train to get stronger. Great. I need somebody to train with. So they got super strong. Next year, when I start working with the football team, small kids mm-hmm. ended up getting really really strong. So we would go against these lines, 300 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, across, and we'd, you know, hold our own the whole time. Yeah. We didn't get beat, uh, but nine times out of ten, you would always win third quarter, fourth quarter. These guys are gassed. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're big. They're not explosive. Yeah. You know, they have no wind. You know, well, no, I mean, no, it's, it's strength and conditioning for a reason. It's not yeah. just strength. You know, yeah, I think you that's, that's one of the things that, Gosh, I wish – I know the coaches in my college did the best they could. You know, they all had different jobs. They all had – you know, this is a Division three. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not – you don't have a full-time strength coach. You don't have a full-time any of that. So we did the best we could with what we had. But, man, if I had known what I know now back then, I, I, it's a different ball game. I mean, this is why I think CrossFit or the, the functional fitness style of lifting is, is so good for athletes is – 
it teaches buffering of lactic acid. It teaches mm-hmm. the ability to not only push, it, you want to push the same the first three minutes as you do the last three minutes. You know, and that's what, that's what I build my programs around is the ability to not only be strong, but to be functionally strong and fit through that time frame. So with my hockey athletes, you know, we're working on 45-second shifts. Mm-hmm. All right, so what we do is it's just like working with EMOMs, you know. So yeah. you, you do 45 seconds on, minute and a half off. 45 seconds on, minute and a half off. And those are max effort, 45 seconds. So over a period of time, you're building such a uh, – the ability to buffer lactic acid that their strength on in the third period trying to win a game is the same as the first period, you know. Right. So um, – once you break down that time domain that needs to be worked on the most, it, it's really super simple to, to it's same thing with football. I mean, you, you're working on five to seven eight. Seconds. Yeah. Five. To, I was going to say five to eight, but yeah, yeah around say, that. Well, I usually call it seven. Yeah. So you're working on that, that, the, that type of explosion, all out effort for seven seconds, yeah. which kills me when you see kids loaf it. Yeah, like it's how, seven it's seconds. Se- yeah, seriously, oh you, then you God. have 45, 45 seconds to to near a minute. Yeah, yeah, to breathe. Yeah, so you go all out for that seven seconds. I mean, you can build workouts around this stuff. This is yeah. this is how strength and conditioning should be working. I think that there's a lot of coaches out there. Um, there's even coaches that I, the, the the mythical and special CSCS. Oh, here we go. That I'll get fired up. Bring that up. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. There's a lot of great coaches out there that have it. There's a lot of great coaches that don't. So, you know, I think then there's a lot of coaches that have it that don't know their ass from their elbow, you know, and I don't care what kind of paper someone has. If you yeah. show me that you can make a difference and make a kid better yes. the proper way, it, it doesn't matter what piece of paper you, you paid for, you know, it just matters that, you know, you're capable and your knowledge is there that you're capable of doing something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that working with athletes is all about figuring out how how to make them better over an extended period of time not just you know i'd love to get d rob on this because he works with like one or two athletes every like summer yeah you know and it's um uh, john john kuehl um his sons work with d rob and he's a former baseball player mm-hmm. pro baseball player but i mean you should see this the difference in these kids you know, just working with D Rob for a summer. You know, it's it and D Rob Derek Robinson. Yeah. Um, he lives down the road, doesn't he? He did. Yeah, I'm pretty he sure. But he moved, he moved in the, the same, same neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah, he's just down the street. But you know, I mean, it's that ability to to teach explosiveness over a period of time and and be able to keep that 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 firing power. You know, that's the key to any of these sports, and I think that it, it falls short in some of these coaches because they don't know how to teach it. Well, you know, I. One thing, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, hey, I need to work on this. What would you do? Always work backwards. Mm-hmm. So if this is the end result, let's take it apart and let's work on the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's common sense or if that's just, I don't know why I've always, I've just always done that. Yeah. Like, especially in powerlifting, if, if, let's say if we're working a bench press, I take it apart in three different pieces yeah. and work the three different pieces. And then when you put it together, you're better than you were. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, with football and stuff, you know, take it apart. Mm-hmm. Whatever your your goal is, whatever the position is, you know, um, you don't have to sprint all the time to be faster. No. That's, you know, do some box squats. Yeah. You know, let's, it's hamstrings. That's the gas pedal. Yeah. Let's work on those, you know, flexibility. It, there's your, there's your quick, quick change. Massive. Yeah. 
you make a lot of headway real quick with that. And it's not, it's something that's easy mm-hmm. to do. It doesn't take a great amount of skill mm-hmm. to stretch. But it takes time. But it takes time. That's the thing, you know, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of coaches want to see, they're like, all right, well, if we spend 15 minutes stretching, then... You're not getting strong, you're not that, in the weight room. That you takes 15 weights. minutes away from, from yeah. being in the weight room. But if you're not, if you're not mobile enough to squat to, see, I, for some of my athletes, I don't even have them squat to parallel. What I'm having them do is squat to a stance that feel that is their athletic stance. Mm-hmm. So a hockey player, like I, I always tell them, I'm like, where do you play hockey from? You don't play hockey from your ass to the grass. Yeah. You know, if you were going to do CrossFit, I'd say, yeah, absolutely. But you're you're playing hockey. Let's right. get as close to parallel as possible, but I'm not worried well, about... sport. You're doing sports. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is what you should do. Exactly. You know, and I think one of the things I disagreed with with um, uh, Tex, who was the guy who did my, my CrossFit football cert, is it, he's like, there's no such thing as sports-specific. I'm like, well, I believe there is. You yeah, know, I think yeah. I, I'm not going to train a baseball player the way I train a football player. No. I'm not going to train a football player the way I train a hockey player. You know, every the components are the same. We're going to want to make them strong, but there's nuances of each sport that don't cross over. Yeah. You know, great ath- that's why great athletes don't, like, they can play multiple sports, but they're, like, you don't ever see a hockey player that played football. No. You know, it's no. that crossover doesn't yeah. happen because they are different sports. They're different movements. Right. So, you know, I think that um, sports-specific is definitely a thing, and I think that that's something that, should be built into any program that that's out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. You know, um, it, like we're talking about the stretching, that they don't, you don't realize how big a bang for the buck you get. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, fifteen minutes. Man, fifteen minutes can make a huge difference in someone's ability to come out of a stance, mm-hmm. take off on a sprint break break mm-hmm. away or, or whatever it is and but some coaches just think well if you're not lifting weights you're not getting better mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. you know they don't you gotta that's one of the the first things you can do fix the mobility mm-hmm. you know absolutely so that you can uh, be more effective in getting stronger you get more out of those workouts you know putting 365 on your Sorry, that's Bacon. He's making a lot of noise. He's up here. He's reading. good. He's, he's sniffing me. He's making sure I'm safe. Yeah. Mr. Bacon, you approve? He approves of my three dogs that I smell like because yeah. they never leave me alone. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, one of the, one of the things that I'm going through right now. You want to sit down. Sit. Stay right there. One of the things I'm going through right now is um, uh, lifestyles. Oh, God, what is it? Let me Let me pull it up. It's um, one of my buddies I went to college with does, he's a chiropractor Mm -hmm. and he does, um, it's like performances RX, performance RX. Um, but he does, he works with like Brooke Wells and he works with, um, a couple of the other, um, really big name athletes on bulletproof shoulders, bulletproof back, bulletproof legs. All right. That's his whole program. So I'm going through the biofeedback testing right now and I'm going through, uh, the mobility testing and man, I'll tell you what, just learning where I'm most efficient and hammering those areas helps my, I mean, my squat is so much better. Like since I started working with him, I've, I hit 500, 
to parallel, you know, not 500 like high school. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, like your buddy doing 365. Yeah. You know, it's not my buddy. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> but we do care if he's a listener because we do want him as a listener. Yeah. And a subscriber. And subscribe. Maybe he'll subscribe, learn something. Like and comment, please. <laughs> but I mean, I think that, you know, if people understood that strength and conditioning isn't just lifting weights, it's being mobile enough to lift weights, it's being mobile enough to run, it's being able to combine all three aspects of flexibility, strength, and explosion, and, and all that together in one thing. Uh, I think people would, would have a little bit more leeway in terms of what they're thinking, you know, oh, man, I, I just wasted 15 minutes stretching. Yeah. Man, it takes me 45 minutes to get ready, ready to go overhead. So, you know, I mean, I take 45 minutes to stretch. So if it's that important to me, it's going to be important to all my clients because I'm going to make sure they do it. Well, and, you know, again, that's, you know, whether it be, I know we're talking about sport mm-hmm. and, and athlete today but you know when you're coaching uh coaching clients and first thing that hey how can i get stronger in this mobility mm-hmm. that's always my first answer fix your mobility that's not what they want to hear mm-hmm. because it's too it's too simple it's you know, too it's too simple and they, it, they it, want you know <laughs> they don't understand they're it. like can you write me a program to be better make a pr on my squat yeah here watch this from one yeah you know seriously it, it, so they don't, they don't get, but that's step one, mm-hmm. and it's for it's for everyday people. It is for your athletes on the field, football, baseball, hockey, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever. Mobility, fix the mobility first, mm-hmm. right, and then you get strong, and then we go from there. Another thing I was going to bring up to you, um, which I think you're the perfect person to answer some of these questions because shit, I don't know nothing. Um. This was funny. This happened a couple weeks ago. Again, I'm hoping they don't listen. <laughs> I'm about to tear them apart. So, um, had some kids cramping. Mm-hmm. Okay. We hadn't had this problem before, but mm-hmm. this year they're having it. Um, not hydrated, mm-hmm. right? So, Friday night, mm-hmm. everybody wants to drink pickle juice. They want to drink coconut water. They're drinking the Gatorade. Like, you can't... Um, you've waited too long to patch it. Yeah. Right? We should have started dehydration Monday. Mm-hmm. Not well, Friday at 6.30. Yeah, it's consistency of it. it. It's it's not... Yeah. I mean, I've got a bodybuilding contest, Jamie, in three days. Uh-huh. Can you write me a plan? I think I, so I feel like I wrote a uh, a blog post about like reasonable expectations. Yeah. Why people don't understand that they can't lose like ten percent body fat in three days on when I put them on a nutrition plan. You know, I, I think the hydration aspect of things is, and this has been a big topic with CrossFit. Um, you know, because Gatorade is obviously there's a there's a head butting there. Because uh, it's owned by Coca-Cola. <laughs> not only that, but it's their hydration um, yeah. standards are, are are ridiculous. Drink to overhydrate, and that, I mean that causes more yeah, that, issues than the dehydration. than the dehydration, or or at least the same. Yeah. Um, consistent hydration is going to be the key throughout the week. Obviously, you know I, I don't cramp. Mm-hmm. I mean I I don't I don't remember last time I've cramped from an athletic event. You know I cramp in my sleep sometimes. 
you know, get that nice calf yeah. cramp and kick Wait, your legs yeah. and kind of look like you're having a, like a, a meltdown. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that the, the proper hydration levels, you know, for an athlete, I, I mean, definitely they usually say the average you should take in is half your body weight in ounces. And that's water, you know, right. not not taking not anything special. Not yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. So you don't add those things in because, you know, first of all, caffeine's a dehydrator. Right. So anytime you add caffeine in, you have to add more water to that. So you think about three quarters. I, I would take in about three quarters of my body weight in water. Um, you know, I don't want to overhydrate myself. And I, if I'm full and I don't feel like drinking water, I'm not going to drink water. Right. You know, but I drink enough. Your body, you know enough. If you're sweating a lot you need to replenish so um when for you parents yeah. out there listening uh hopefully listening if your kids play a sport mm-hmm. and it's july mm-hmm. you can bet the farm you're sweating yep so just be smart and it doesn't have to be gatorade yeah. you know it no. doesn't have to be Powerade. It well can here's just... the thing we're replacing what's in our body right yes. mm-hmm. is, is they're gatorade in your body not naturally occurring no right water <laughs> probably so Yes, we're made up of water. I Let's be- replace what what we lost. You would you would think that would be a logical thought process when we're you know seventy to seventy five percent water, but yeah, it's not logical. Logic is taken out of things a lot. I have this argument with with my girlfriend. It's like women or the people that I've dealt with, female wise, yeah. think so emotionally that they take logic out of it. Yeah. Now I think people overthink so much yeah there's so much misinformation out there that they take logic out of it they're like well this is this and this is this like i have a couple i have a client that man i swear like some clients try to tell me how to do my job when i've been doing it for 10 years and they've never done it yeah um but they know people that are smarter than me yeah okay i mean i'll listen to anything but when it comes down to making a program that's safest for a child to get stronger, be better at their sport, I'm going to trust myself. Right, you as know? you should. And, and if here's the thing. If that person is so much smarter than you, then why are they coming to you? I mean, I'm hoping I'm not the last, no, but <laughs> last you said, choice. You, you said you know, that would be my thing. If oh, that, well, so-and-so said this, well, then why are you asking me? I mean, I and, and that's, a, that's, that's part of the struggle, you know, um, before I, I transitioned over to doing mostly youth like athletes, it was, you know, I did a lot of nutrition for um, figure and bikini yeah. competitors. Um, man, that was a very very thankless job because you were second guessed everything you did. Like why why am I at twenty one hundred calories? I'm cutting. Yeah, you need calories to yeah. survive in life. You know your your X amount of body fat. This is your resting metabolic rate. This is what we need to cut you down properly. Well, another coach said I should be at like 1,400 calories right now. I'm like, yeah. have fun. Yeah, Go for it. Go I, do that. I lost a lot of clients because I wasn't going to, you know, damage someone's metabolism. Right. You won't look the same on stage either. No, you're going to look flat. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's just, that's, that's, it's different now, but it's still kind of the same. You know, people always second guessing you. Yeah. You know, people are always gonna, you know, think they know better. And Bacon thinks he knows how to lay on the couch better than you do. He sure does. He's been kicking. Man, so those back legs are like jackhammers. But um, it is a comfy couch, by the way. Thank you. It's nice to, you know, be in in Casa de Voodoo. Yeah, I know. 
We just like breaking in places. Breaking they must be. They're Bama fans, though, so you at least know them. Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the hydration. Here's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Shit, sorry, I got sidetracked. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the hydration thing, we both agree. Uh-huh. Uh, it should have a little more forethought than. Yep. than it day should before. be more of a plan than a mm-hmm. reaction. Well, and a lot of that comes down to their nutrition, too. It's not just what they take in. Perfect transition. Yeah. So. The, uh, you can talk the, about carb loading? Almost. Okay. We're going to the uh, the gold standard in mm-hmm. football nutrition. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, chocolate milk. I have, okay, so. Dig <laughs> deep breath inside. It is a deep breath because I have, I have more recently softened my stance on chocolate milk. I'm not 100% against it in the right place. Now, do I hate when it says the USA Olympic swimming team is sponsored by chocolate milk and that's all they take? That's not all they take. There's just no way in hell. It's not all they take. That's that's not that, that's not even, you know, possible that that's all they take. But I think what it comes down to is if 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 you can find a milk that or a chocolate milk that is a 2 to 1 protein to carb ratio, for a youth athlete, that is safer than a lot of supplements out there. Okay. So utilization of the carbohydrates and the sugars that, that are in that pre and post workout can work as a fairly competent um, energy source. Okay. Now, if that's the only thing you do or you're just drinking like like 60 carb chocolate milk with like 5 grams of protein in it, that's that's – that's candy. Just eat yeah. candy next time and yeah. then chalk it up to that. But if you like true moo has one, that's, that's a two to one, you know, it's like 40 carbs to 18 grams of protein. Okay. Is that sufficient? I mean, it should be fine on the run. Like not everyone has enough money to pay for good supplements, but chocolate milk's moderately inexpensive. So those are individual cans. I believe they're like two ninety nine. you know, and people go into the grocery store and buy those individual things all the time. So you know that could be an option there. Now peanut butter and jelly, I, 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 I don't know how that's. Uh, I'm glad you didn't say pasta the night before because that's what we used to do. No, but we're getting there. Yeah, I mean big pasta dinners. You, you I mean that doesn't really matter <laughs> because gastric emptying times every three to three to four hours anyway. Yeah. So and then your body has all this theoretical what could be used as muscle glycogen, but if your muscle glycogen is full. Your body tends to store those things as fat. Right. So your liver will process it as fat and then store it as that. So, you know, you're really not doing yourself a favor um, carb loading at night. You know, you should, you know, timing-wise and place your carbs around your workouts and the you games and stuff close, like that. Right? Theoretically, you yeah. could do it beforehand, too. Like your breakfast, you should, if game day, let's just say it's... Well, let's, let's, go, let's go pre-game meal. Okay. Okay, pre-game meal is usually... Uh, of course, I'm referencing the school uh-huh. that, that I'm around. It's usually around, uh, I think, 4, 3.30 or 4, something like that. It's on pre- Friday. Friday, pre-game okay. meal. What would be best bang for your buck, pre-game meal? Best bang for your buck. I mean, you, you'd want... Well, let's take the buck out of it. Best bang. So this is like three hours before game time. Three hours before game time. I mean, you don't want anything that's going to be too heavy, but you want something that's going to be extend the life of your energy. So you need some slow-burning carbohydrates in mm-hmm. there, um, which theoretically could be your bread, 
Um, in that case, if you're doing a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but I wouldn't recommend that because calorically it's just not enough calories. Yeah. Um, so spaghetti, the pasta. I mean, potatoes, rice. Potatoes well, I eat, I eat yeah. a ton of white rice. Yeah. I mean, white rice is cheap. Yeah. I mean, like before I work out, after I work out, that's in my recovery meals. Um, so, you know, you get like a cup of white rice. Um, you have, you know, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily need vegetables at that point because you're not going to utilize the fiber and the, and the carbs. So you don't need vegetables. Get some good protein in there, some lean meats, some chicken, some stuff like that. And then, you know, I would have I mean, the easiest thing to do from that is like some orange juice or, you know, some sort of uh, natural fruit juice. So you're going to get the fast acting carbohydrates. Yeah. You're going to get the slow burning carbs and you're going to get the fiber. Or, I mean, the uh, protein. Yeah. Um, you don't really need a whole lot of fats at that point. I mean, you could use some, you should use some from the meat. You could also use like maybe up eight to 10 grams added into that, but you don't need like 16, 20, whatever the scoops of peanut butter are. Um, cause you know, no one measures it anymore. Yeah. Um, you don't need that excess. You just need, you just need enough to make sure it dulls the, the, the impact of, of it hitting your bloodstream so you can extend it. Um, to the game and then pregame I would actually have pregame I would probably go with some you know if I was going supplement wise I'd probably go with you know 40 60 grams of you know fast acting carbohydrates with 20 grams to 35 grams of protein uh, depending on the size of the athlete depending on you know position they're playing and their output you know you're you're most of your people who aren't playing that much they're just on the sidelines don't need that excess yeah so well, they also don't need tape but that's another that's a, that's a different yeah yeah I, I don't I'm not a, I wasn't a, I was never a big spatter I'd never spatted my shoes or my ankles or anything like that so it's a lot for looks man feel good play good right I mean I like to match I'm matching right now you are you are a stylish man I try you know I, I think shoelaces matches shorts and the gray the matches the gray matches the shirt I, I mean Perfect. that's why I have are so you many sponsored pairs. by noble I wish I have to pay for these how many pair you got now? I have five. I have a blue pair. I saw the white pair. I have a white pair. I have the these gray. the gray. I have the black and green, the dark green. So I wear that all on my dark. And then I have the 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 gray and light blue. So I can wear everything. So how many pairs of shoes do you have? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I have eleven pairs of Mecon ones. I have four pairs of Mecon twos. I have a every pair of every year of of mech of uh nano at least one pair yeah just because i like to and then i have four five pairs of no bulls i have one pair one lifter but i think i might get those no bull lifters yeah you got wooden yeah man that's classy look yeah i don't even wear lifters anymore really these i mean these things have have replaced everything i haven't i haven't put a, a lifter on to squat i haven't put a lifter on to snatch to clean mobility's on point Something's helping. I don't know. That's good. All right, here's the last thing. Got it. As far as athletes go. Yeah, you got to go lift soon. <clears throat> yeah, you got seven minutes. I got to warm up. I take all seven minutes to get my <laughs> knees lubricated. All right, so the last thing. This mm. is um, uh, a week ago, two weeks ago. I walked through the locker room. One of the kids getting ready to hit some pre-workout, mm. and I lost my shit. I screamed at him. Mm. Get that shit up. What are you trying to do? Kill yourself? Yeah. He was like, Coach, take it all the time. We work out. So let's let's 
you're way more knowledgeable than I am, so I'm referring to you. Mm. <clears throat> Pre-workout for you give me a lot work. of credit. You know that, right? Uh, I appreciate it. No pressure. <laughs> right? uh, pre-workout mm. for a workout mm. versus pre-workout for an athletic competition. Are these and the same kids that are cramping? Yes, it is. I mean, is that that is is not just a coincidence? Uh, like I said, caffeine is a, is not a hydration tool. Right. It is a dehydrator. So, you know, these kids who are already not properly hydrated are adding in the caffeine um, large amounts, usually in these pre-workouts, anywhere yeah. from 100 to 300 milligrams. Right. And then they're going on a field and, and trying to perform athletic, not weightlifting movements, but athletic movements where, you know, their body takes more. It takes more from their body to do those things. Um, it's It's... I mean, I'm not surprised that they are cramping and, and having issues with that because that's what they're doing to their bodies. Yeah. You know, if they were hydrating properly and they were, you know, us- utilizing maybe half a scoop or something like that. I mean, whatever they need to get up and going, but they need to their high, everything needs to be on point to that. Yeah. So if their goal isn't just the workouts during the week, but the end result. So every Friday, that's the goal. So when I break down someone's day nutritionally or week nutritionally, I would break it down built around their workout Mm -hmm. all right now with these kids it's bigger than that so it's built around friday Friday. or for my hockey kids it's friday saturday sunday so if you have a deficiency sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday you're gonna have a deficiency friday yeah no way around it yeah so if you're not building towards that at the end of the week then you're not giving yourself every opportunity to you know succeed at the best of your abilities so um, pre-workout, I, I mean, it's it's a mental thing at that point for them. It's it's not going to help them because they haven't prepared to that point, and they're it's only going to hurt them. Right. Um, can it be an a, an asset? I mean, if done in proper dosages and not really overdone, and I mean, it can't. It's not going to be the thing that stops them. The the whole two scoops before you hit the field no. is always just kind of. I know how, you know, I'm an old man, but if I take a scoop of let's say jacked 3D, mm-hmm. I feel like my skin's crawling, mm-hmm. uh, what hair I have left is trying to fall out. Rip out of your skull, yeah. My heart races. I think, it, to me, it's a detriment. Like, I don't think I train the same way. Mm-hmm. I understand the purpose, like, it supposedly makes it more intense or whatever. I think I've got that figured out by the age of 40. I'm just, it, it's... Intensity should be implied. It shouldn't exactly. be something that is is needed in a bottle. In a bottle. No. <laughs> to say. no, there's nothing that can add intensity to it. It's, it what it can add is 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 recklessness. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's where a lot of injuries come from. I think that's where a lot of issues come from there. But I think that if you're not already hyped up to play, like I, if you're not hyped up, but dude, I would love to hit issue. someone again. Yeah. I, I would love to run down the field on kickoff. I'm watching. We're watching a replay of of LSU and, and Wisconsin. God, I would love. I would. I would cover a punt right now. Yeah. Like if you can't get hyped up and, and excited about being able to play the sport, you, you're not ready to play that sport. I told the kid Friday night. I was like, I think I got one play in me. <laughs> I, can get, I can hit somebody once. I just. I mean, just one. That's yeah. it. Like these kids don't understand. Like. When you turn 18, you're not, you don't get to hit anyone anymore. Like, if not legally, no. no, so enjoy it. You, you try to tell them, uh, you, you, 
work with all age range mm-hmm. too. Like for you know me, I'm the freshman through senior. I'm like, man, you you guys don't get how fast mm-hmm. senior year will get here. I tell the freshmen all the time. They look at me like I'm speaking gibberish. It will be here before you know mm-hmm. it. And then usually the seniors will be on the field and they'll say it. It, what happened? it comes back yeah. and they're like, I can't believe we're already here. That's how I feel about college, man. Yeah. I mean, standing on the field as a senior, I was just like, oh, this is my last game here. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. It goes so fast yeah. before you know it. You know, and you don't always get that opportunity yeah. to play at that next level. Yeah. Not everybody gets to play in college. Yeah. You know, and high school's it. Um, well, I mean, make the most of it. and that's the thing. That's why Max. That's why the where the nutrition can be a differentiator. Yeah. That's where the hydration can be a differentiator. That's where having a, a specialized strength and conditioning coach can be a differentiator for all these kids, rather than just going through it like they used to go through it and seeing what happens. You know, take the best athletes. I'll take your athletes. You take my athletes, and we'll just run them together and see what happens. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Like it's yeah. science. We have we have the ability to to map these things out and I think that um, that's what kids should be taking advantage of now not the other stuff like the, the supplements or the extra supplements that I've been hearing so much about yeah. um, in high school man that's crazy but I, I, I've heard that I've heard that too you know where so and so's on the sauce like, yeah well, number one where do you get it when you're that age oh and who's selling it to you like who's like yeah. that's not even where are you where are you hanging man. out the wrong places yeah I guess. but yeah i mean i think that's really what it comes down to for me is um you know it's a new age of of what strength conditioning is and i, I think that the old ways aren't working anymore and i think that these a lot of these coaches need to know what they know and yeah. pass pass that to the people who know yeah and not be afraid you know any good CEO or good business owner mm-hmm. delegates or, to people who yeah find surround yourself with people smarter than mm-hmm. you. You're still the boss. Yeah. Don't don't have that that ego trip about it of like well, I've got to be the smartest dude in the room. Well, if you're the smartest dude in the room, you're only going to be able to go as far as you can get them. Yeah. You know, if you get a strength and conditioning coach that knows his shit, mm-hmm. you get a defensive guy that knows his stuff. Yeah, you get a special teams guy. Then, before you know it, you've got you've got a great program. You've got great program, great yeah. staff, and those people may leave for other jobs. But what you've created is a culture that yeah, you know, you as the overall are accepting of other other thought processes. Not to as mention, well. make your job easier. Exactly. Then you don't have to oversee as much. Yeah, you ain't got to yell at everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> just the coaches. All right, man. What do you think? I think that's pretty good. I think that we yeah. we touched on the topics. I, I'm looking forward to a, a big game between my Irish and uh, and in Texas. That's so tonight, at that is what tonight. Time? I believe it's six. Six. Yeah, I'll be. Six or seven. I I finished a bunch of my work, my nutrition plans yesterday, so I'll be watching. Yeah, that's we're uh, we're lifting at uh, one minute ago. We're starting, <laughs> uh, and then hitting the old. Uh, the bench so at two o'clock i'm thankful so it's a rest can, day man i can't even move right now yeah man i got uh i know we're still recording who gives a shit i got like i don't have like three hours sleep mm. and then drove to metropolis i got home last night and crashed i mean i text you at whatever time like 
I woke up. Did you text me last? That was last night. It was last night. And then I, I that was took, like nine thirty or something. Yeah, I was in bed. I took an all out PM because I had a headache. I was like, I'm just, I need to be unconscious for yeah. a while. And I woke up at eight. That's the latest I've slept in forever. Bacon apparently didn't sleep at all. Bacon, that's all he does. He's sleeping oh. now. Bacon, we're done with the podcast. You want to say anything to your loyal followers? Nope. Nope. Guess that's it. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate it.